You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Today's Zabecast brought to you by MyBookie. Football season is here, and it's time to get in on the sweet action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can bet aside, predict scores, or track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag has in-game live action and on every major league event, even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag to open an account and join in on the fun. Use promo code ZABE, that's Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Today on the Zabecast, maybe LeBron James is in for a heavier lift in L.A. than anybody thought. I know one thing for sure. The new commission is a pushover when it comes to suspensions. Drew Olson with his on-air partner, KB, joins me to give the brew crew their heartfelt eulogy. All that plus who steals an inflatable colon. Your essential Sports Talk Day starter is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Wednesday, October 24th, 2018, thank you for downloading. And the hits keep on coming in Roger Goodell's league that is often infuriating But it is never boring. Chad Kelly, backup quarterback for the Denver Broncos, arrested after a Von Miller Cowboy party gone terribly wrong for one Chad Kelly. Aw, the Denver Broncos! You know, Chad Kelly had troubles in college. And now the troubles that he had in college are finding him in the pros. No surprise there. Chad Kelly is the nephew of one Jim Kelly who I'm sure is embarrassed by this, as I'm sure the Broncos are embarrassed by it. Basically, Chad Kelly was at Von Miller's party, dressed up in cowboy gear. It's an annual tradition uh, for the Broncos. And he ends up getting jacked up on goofballs or something. Uh, the, The reports were that he was not drunk. He gets hepped up on goofballs and wanders into somebody else's house. He ends up sitting down on this in this house on a couch at 1.15 in the morning next to a woman who is with a small child, the husband or the boyfriend comes in and is like, hey, what the fuck are you doing and who are you? And then takes a vacuum cleaner tube and poof, clocks him across the back. He was disheveled and disoriented. He left the house. Police were called. Police quickly canvassed the area. They found him in his SUV outside the club where they held the party and they arrested him. And there is security camera footage that shows it was Chad Kelly. Now, what do you do? On the one hand, it wasn't like an intentional act of malfeasance. Uh, It's not like, you know, he he was fucked up. He walked into the wrong house, disoriented. It happens. Shouldn't, but it does. On the other hand, he's a quarterback. And quarterbacks, generally speaking, have to ride a lot higher. Can't be as knuckleheaded 
as other positions on the team. This is a guy that, in theory, if he were to ever get the starting job, and you know in Denver, the starting job these days at quarterback is always two plays away or maybe one bad game away from actually coming open. If he ever got the starting job, you know, how can you trust a guy like that? How can you have confidence in a guy like that? As of this taping on Wednesday night, the Broncos said they are collecting facts and they will be evaluating the situation. My personal feeling is, on the one hand, he didn't really do anything terrible other than get hammered and walk into the wrong house. On the other hand, it's an Ace Rothstein situation from the movie Casino where you can't have him on the team anymore. You've got to cut him. He jeopardizes the whole operation, as the line goes. I went way out of my way to be very helpful and courteous to that kid. He's weak. He's incompetent. He jeopardizes the whole place. There's not much more I can do for him. (laughs) You have got me there. (laughs) Old Don is as useless as tits on a boar. But he is my brother-in-law. And I would look on it as a personal favor if you'd think some more on hiring him back. I can't do that. And I appreciate the fact that he's your brother-in-law, and I do want to help you, and I like to do favors, and I know who you are, but I cannot do that. Well, could there be any position farther down the trough? I'm sorry, I can't do anything. He's too incompetent, and the bottom line is he cannot be trusted. Okay, thanks. Um, You know, that's it. I'm sorry. Of course, that said, John Elway must absolutely be embarrassed and humiliated and pissed off because not only can he not get the quarterback situation right, despite high draft picks, first-rounders like Paxton Lynch cut, no good. Money spent on guys they thought were good, like Brock Osweiler, gone. They can't get it right. Now, more money spent on a guy in Case Keenum who is proving to be, eh, not that good. John Elway, great quarterback himself, supposedly great executive, but he cannot figure out this quarterback position. And you don't really want to go defend a guy that, you know, went this far off the reservation thinking, well, what's the next dumb thing he's going to do? I think it's cut bait time with Chad Kelly in Denver. Meanwhile, at the party, Von Miller, the host, had several players, including Brandon Marshall, who dressed up as Bobby Brown, complete with a gold chain and king-sized bag of cocaine. Wideout Emmanuel Sanders also dressed up as the legendary character on The Chappelle Show, crackhead Tyrone Biggums, and had white powder all over his face as well. Ha ha Ha-ha-ha. ha Also, Pac-Man Jones is Boba Fett, which I guess is okay. I don't know how the NFL feels about players dressing up as drug addicts at Halloween parties. I guess it's okay. On the one hand, you go, eh, what's the big deal, right? On the other hand, you go, eh, probably not the best look for a team. NBA, LeBron James hits a big three and then misses two free throws in overtime as the Lakers fall to San Antonio to fall to 0-3. Of course, this led every ESPN show and ESPN-related talk shows. It's leading my Zabecast, technically. I'm not going to spend much time on it, but it's possible that LeBron James has really walked into a shit show in Los Angeles. And I think all of us were a little bit glossing over, yeah, the guys around him aren't great, but, you know, LeBron, he'll make them all great. LeBron is of that age. He's of that stage in his career. He's played so many minutes and so many years that his ability to lift absolute scrubs around him to pretty impressive heights as a basketball player, those days may be over. LeBron may be entering a phase of his career in which, oh, he, he'll still be great on his own, but he can't lift four other bums or eight other bums. Those days could well be over. And there are some suspect characters on this team. Namely, Brandon Ingram, who got a four-game suspension in the Spitgate incident with Rajon Rondo and Chris Paul. And by the way, I don't know if Rondo spit on purpose or not, but there was spit. 
He says he had a mouthpiece in. He didn't do it intentionally. My general feeling is bullshit. You spit, you spit on purpose. You try to get away with it. You try to be a sneaky little bitch. And Chris Paul caught you. But I'm not going to cape up for either guy because I think they're both bad guys. Yeah, Chris Paul is a bad guy. And Rondo's flat crazy. That said, the real shock to me was Brandon Ingram only getting four games. Brandon Ingram started the whole thing by two-hand shoving James Harden after the ball was dead. And then he rises up and menaces in the face of a referee. Did he swing at him? No. Did he push the referee? No. Did he touch him? No. But he 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 rose up and got right in the ref's face and was clearly menacing. And then on top of that, he also threw a punch. So four games for him. Really? Really? Even Ingram himself said, I was expecting more. This new guy, Adam Silver, he's way different in a lot of ways than David Stern. And I think, I I like Adam Silver. I think a lot of the stuff he's done has been smart and good. And it's been a fresh face to the NBA. But I think he is also so obsessed with the league's image that a, a light set of suspensions like this is almost a PR move by him that if you gave Brandon Ingram or you gave Rondo or you gave Paul big whopping suspensions, then it creates more of headlines like, oh, look at all the... And then it trickles over outside of ESPN, the house league, or the house, the the network whose house league is the NBA. The story jumps off of their radar screen and onto that of, say, the Today Show if the suspensions are large enough. As if you come down and say, look, we're not having this horse shit in our league. So I think he went light from a PR standpoint to keep this story kind of under the radar. But David Stern would have never let Brandon Ingram do that, the trifecta of what he did. Shove an MVP, throw a punch, and menace a referee and get only four games? It's ridiculous. That should not be tolerated. Because one of these days, some other knucklehead, not named Brandon Ingram, might actually swing at a referee. And then we will have crossed a very bad river in North American sports. We don't really have that. We haven't had players attacking referees in our sports leagues. I've seen clips from like Japanese baseball leagues. (laughs) I'm not laughing because it's not right, but I am kind of laughing. Of Japanese baseball players karate kicking umpires because they didn't like a ball and strike call. See, that's the kind of shit that we should not and cannot tolerate in our sports here in America. Brandon Ingram, you got off light and you got off lucky, and I can't believe somewhere David Stern is rolling over in his grave, seeing as how light. It's not dead yet. Well, he's in Boca, right? Still not dead. Hope he's thriving, Mr. Ex-Commissioner, for life. What else do we got here before we get to our friend Drew Olson, who's going to bring a special guest with us today? Oh, yeah. Uh, Eli Apple's been traded from the New York Giants to the New Orleans Saints for a fourth-round pick. Eli Apple was a first-round pick. I believe it was out of Ole Miss. His mom was the darling of the draft because his mom was all sassy and outspoken about Tell all these thirsty girls to stay out of my son's DMs. And it's like, oh, yeah, love Eli Apple, mom. Love, love his mom. And they, they promoted her, did the NFL. Uh, I think she was one of the prominent faces on the breast cancer campaign when he first came into the league. And probably a nice, nice woman, for all I know. Her son's not good at football. That much, I think, has been established. He put down on tape one of the worst efforts at actually covering and tackling another player as a defensive player in the NFL anyone has ever seen. And that was a couple years ago, and you're like, what is going on here? Maybe he'll turn his career around in New Orleans. Obviously, New Orleans needs and wants secondary help. If they can shine up that apple. (laughs) I'm sorry, it was just sitting there. For a fourth-round pick, they'll have done well. Patrick Peterson reportedly wants to be traded from the Arizona Cardinals. Now, Patrick Peterson is absolute stone-cold legit. He would be worth two number ones if a team was desperate for a corner. I'm not sure I'd pay it. 
Um, is he like Khalil Mack in terms of impact on a game? Maybe, maybe not. It depends on your feelings of do corners, lockdown, ball hawking, interception making cover corners. Do they impact the game as much as an edge rusher like Khalil Mack? Don't know. Maybe they do. We'll see if he gets traded before the deadline by the end of the week. And I think there will be more trades to come. I think the trade that should happen is Eli Manning to the Jaguars. That was talked about last year, and it was considered unthinkable. Like, oh, you can't do that. Eli's going to remain a giant for life. Now's the time to do it. The Jaguars are desperate to get a change from Blake Bortles. They could probably be talked into and convinced that Eli is an upgrade. I'm not sure he is. And the Giants can say, you know what? We, we, we put Eli back on the throne last year after Coach Dipwad benched him. And we went with him this offseason, drafted a running back because we thought he's going to be good, and he has not been good enough, despite the big numbers in the game on Monday night and no interceptions. He just wasn't good. I mean, missing an Odell Beckham Jr. wide open on the fourth down in the end zone, you can't do that. The two quarterback sneaks, which were comical, I know that's not his strong suit, but come on. I would love to see Eli Manning traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars, although, frankly, as a Redskin fan, I'd love to play against him for at least a couple more games. The Redskins will see him on Sunday as the Skins are only one-point favorites. Man, oh man, oh man, is this a stinky line. Redskins at 4-2, and two, minus one against a Giants team in disarray at one and six. Something doesn't smell right. I feel, I don't feel good about this game at all as a Redskins fan. I think there is a ton of pressure on the Redskins. But you'll see where we land on this game come Friday as myself and Mr. X in football five ways Friday will give you our picks for the week. Mr. X got back from Maine. Uh, they said that a lot of people emailed to say, I love Mr. X when he's Mr. X when he's a little bit schnockered on Sam Adams. And I would say I agree. I like Mr. X when he's had a few drinks as well. Not a ton of drinks, but a few drinks. Anyhow, Mr. X is always grinding. He says, I'm home now. He emailed me. I'm home now recovering. Given the sizzling hot week, I thought you may want this data to work into the podcast. Each week you've been making one lock, but this week you gave out four. I don't recall giving out four locks. Anyway, not sure if we just tracked the 1-0 and or your 3-1. and Don't track 3-1. and I don't remember giving out four locks. I'm not going to give out four locks. I'm going to give out one lock a week. My lock is now 6-1. and Uh... Anyway, Mr. X says, uh, Zabe went 10-2 and two last week on Football Five Ways Friday. I did do that. Ding, ding, ding. I'm now 32-17-2. and 32-17-2. 15 over on the year. Pretty, pretty good. 6-1 um, and one on my locks. Mr. X went 9-3, and three, and he says to me, how do I go 9-3 and three and lose to you? He is such a cocky son of a bitch sometimes. Mr. X is 33-16-2 documented on the year. Our best bets are 3-0 and and now 10-2 and on the show. So in other words, our three best bets that we concur on, myself and Mr. X, the best bets are 10-2. and And games we agree on otherwise are set when 7-0 and last week. So when you took all of our picks for the 12 games and you are looking live on Friday, and you match up which ones we agree on, 7-0 and last week. That's documented. That was real. That happened. So Mr. X says, that now makes us together as a tandem, Peaches and Herb, 22-5 and on the year. Just saying, might want to promote this while we can, because you know we can't keep it up. <laughs> He's right about that. I caution anybody. We're hot right now. I hope we stay hot. I think we got a good feel for how the league is going this year. It's going to cool down. I mean, it's got to cool down. 22-5 and five on combined picks. You can subscribe to Football Five Ways Friday, and I encourage you to do so for the low, low price of $5 a month. That's it. And you get the Football Five Ways podcast on Fridays. And it is chock full of football, like I say. Like the, like the title says, football five ways. Go to zabe.com slash premium. That's zabe.com slash premium to subscribe today.
Wednesday is Drew Day, and Drew brought a special guest with us today, or he brought a special guest to join us today, and that is his on-air partner, KB, whose name I don't even know. It just goes by KB. Anyway, Drew and KB are a great show together up in Wisconsin, and he brought KB by for some mirth and merriment, and we were talking and talking before we officially started uh, and basically, uh, you can pick up the conversation mid-stripe here as we say hi to the boys in Milwaukee. God bless them. Hey, my boy KB is here. KB, say something. Yellow, what's holy, going on, Sabe? KB, that's, that's yeah, he's, he's super loud. Why is that? Hi, KB, how are you, bud? Good to, Fine, good to finally uh, talk the, to you. The microphones you. in here, uh, well, iHeart, some of our back studios are aging. Oh, okay. And so the I mics can, are I'll different. stand back from the mic. You're good. You know, I, I project, you know, from the diaphragm. You're, the, you're you, the dominant, and Drew is the go-along guy. Because he did, the cause he did the, theater as a kid. That's the, what it fucking is. I guess is. I'm the power bottom. Yeah, the power bottom. <laughs> power it. bottom, as voted by <laughs> AVN Magazine. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Haven't you ever wanted to go to that convention? Been there. I've been there. You, uh, well, God not to the actual convention. I've been to the Hard Rock when it was going on. I've been in. I've been in the exhibit hall. And it's the most surreal fucking thing you've ever seen. Because women you've jerked off to are standing right in front of you. Well, I, it's um, it's a pretty good story. Uh, we were in a long time ago. We were out for the CES, and uh, for a client, and we're in the Sahara. So we're at this first event. Jeez, that fir- was a while ago. Oh, yeah, no. no. It was shit. the old Sahara, man. It was, they hadn't updated since Sinatra was there. And uh, we were out with all the sales guys from this client. They said, where are you staying? And we're, we're like, we're at the fucking Sahara, blah, blah. And they're, no, and they're like, no fucking way. You are not at the Sahara. And we're is like. This like 99? This is way, yeah, way back. Yeah, late Early 90s. Porn. Yeah, and uh, so. Jenna Jameson was the star attraction, probably. So they say, uh. <laughs> Oh man, we would love to stay there. We're like, this is a shithole. And one guy says, "We're not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you why. Just go to the convention hall upstairs tomorrow before you come over here." And so we went up. There was like kind of two. En- you had to go in one entrance and then another entrance, and then it just fucking revealed itself. It was all there. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> and it's like. Holy shit. Did you run into Asia Carrera or Tara I, Patrick while you were there? Oh, great names from Maybe the Maybe Lisa Ann or Raquel Darian. Late model Ginger Lynn. How about Julia Ann or Sylvia Saint? Yeah, oh, man. There was a- Zabe, you're, Kobe Ty or Jill Kelly. Maybe Brianna Banks. <laughs> no, but you know what? You're going Hall of this Famers. Is, this is the weirdest thing is that you don't... Um, they all look alike. The, the women all look alike, right? Oh course like um, porn stars but you could recommend you could recognize the guys <laughs> and the, only, the only reason i can think is that you didn't want to look at anything other than their face so they became face facially recognizable wow and uh actually heard ron jeremy get paged in the casino but at the end of the day they would come down from the exhibit hall and i could tell you exactly what it is because we were betting on the packer 49er game Oh, and yeah, it was yeah. the ninety-eight fumble. Owens, and, Owens, Owens. That, no, no, no. no it was the, the one fumble, they Jerry Rice. Oh, okay. So it's bad. Oh, no, so no, it was ninety-nine. Then. Yeah. And uh, so at the end of the day, when it would close, there would be it was like a parade, and people would line on either side all the way through the casino to the front door, and they would walk down and leave. You know, like people at the Peabody watching the ducks go into the fucking fountain. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like well. They, of course, the Ducks don't have anywhere to yeah. go. There's people on both sides. They have to go to the fountain. Mm-hmm. But that's how this whole thing was, and it was just oh. jaw-dropping. It was unbelievable. This, uh, this Ranker article this... goes 50 deep on porn stars of the 90s. Oh, all, the way, all the way down to Erica Bella and Kitty Young and Cara Fawn oh. and Cin- Cinnamon Love. <laughs> Cinnamon S-I-N? Love. Chelsea, yes. Chelsea S-I-N-N-A? Then there's a Drew Barrymore, D-R-U. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's just a Hall of Fame. All right, I'm going to use all this, by the that's way, all, in the oh, Zabecast. Well, hey, Can I use all this in the Zabecast? What a weekend. A guest appearance by Drew Olson's uh, <laughs> yeah, partner guest on the Big 920 KB. KB, huh? Can yeah, we? Please? All, all right. Hey, tape's me. rolling, right? Oh, although that's I just started all, my I mean, backup tape. No, no, I got it. I got it rolling, so oh. I'm, I'm good on that. Those good. were the full Bush years. 
<laughs> you know, That's right true. at the, it was at the end of the full bush to the full landing strip, the crossover. Full or was it at least trimmed? Manicured. Yeah, it was manicured, yeah, and then okay. you know it might have been a little bit th- more thinned out. Mm. You know, kind of wispy, and then it made the move to the landing strip before it went full bald. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they come and go. The styles hey. I hear. Are there porn podcasts? Because oh, you know, sure yes. there are. oh, tons. Well, I'm sure, but. And, and speaking of are there porn podcasts, did you guys hear what Troy Aikman said on the broadcast Thursday night regarding podcasts? No. Okay, I'll play it for you right now. Take a listen. <laughs> Maybe I'm just not up with the times, but but who listens to podcasts? Oh, come on now. <laughs> Oh my God! Everybody, what a what a nozzle! Oh, as I Jesus. as I tweeted back, I was like, "Don't worry, Troy. They're too complicated for you to understand. You just go keep living your simple, handsome life. You soon to be CTE sufferer." Oh. God, I hate Troy Aikman. God. He's just the worst. He acts like he's so cool and smart. He sucks as an analyst, I think. But that's just me. I agree. But the only thing that uh, that gets my hackles up is that people in my market think that he and Joe Buck have it in for the Packers. And having worked in the media, I know they don't give a shit. They don't True. care who wins. They don't favor a team. They really don't. They really don't. All right, let's use that care. as a jumping off point. Uh, before we get into the Brewers debacle, not debacle, the Brewers yeah. heartbreak in Game 7. Before we get into that, because we had a lot to unpack, Drew, yeah. Let me let me just get your quick thought on Aaron Rodgers facing the largest point spread he's ever seen as a player. Nine and a half is the number on the road at the L.A. Rams. I was stunned by that number, and I would say that the What smart, should it be? What's your the, number? The smart money in Vegas will go to the Packers. It would be like closer to five. Okay, fair enough. I would cut that in half because they are an underdog, but I think they will... Uh, I don't underestimate McCarthy coming off a bye and Rodgers with a full tank, and I think they will give them a good game and then die valiantly in the end. Okay. And are you going to get Cobb and Allison back this that's, week? That's the word, yeah, and that would help so. a lot. Okay. That would help a lot. But I, I So think your early play is Packers plus the 9.5? Yeah, I think that's uh, – I'd be all over that, you know. And if I wasn't planning on winning the lottery tonight, I would go and go all in with that. But, Let's you know. talk about the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much money. Agreed? To fuck, win? Fuck or no? no? Fuck no. Okay. Yeah, what is too much money? The, the $1.6 billion, KB. Well, too much okay, money. Wait. All right, one point six. Why. cut it in half, uh, you know, divide by 10. No. What, 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 I, think what's the the ideal, I think the ideal lottery winning is between $2.5 and $5 million. Because that way, when you win that amount of lottery money, you can more easily tell everyone else who wants a piece of it, sorry, I'm I have to fund my retirement. Have we I feel like I've had this discussion with you, Drew. Do we not have this yeah, discussion had, on a what's previous your number? podcast? What's your to number watch, to walk away? Yeah, do we have it on everything. a podcast or not? I'm having very bad days. I think we vote. might have, but we've been doing these a long time, so I'm not sure you might, if it was KB, on, KB, you get offline. you get one point six billion, everybody and their mom is coming at you, and yep. they're all saying, Hey man, you got the money. It's one point six billion. Where's my hundred grand? Where's my five hundred grand? Where's my million? You know, uh, a financial analyst. I just read this came out and they said thirty million is the optimal amount to win. Oh, really? Because thirty, 30. million, you can't blow in a bar. Okay, <laughs> I, I, you know, one to which, to which NBA players say, "Hold my beer" or <laughs> yeah, "Hold exactly. my crevassier. And uh, it'll give you about a million a year to live on, and you don't have to touch the the primary prize. And it's too low that you won't get flown for throwing money everywhere. Okay, so what do you mean flown? You know, people just begging, bothered, and everything like that. Greenfly. So okay, that's past tense of greenfly on our. My wife and I have had this discussion. One point six billion. First thing I do is what every other lottery owner winner does. I buy more lottery tickets. You have to, right? <laughs> you stand at the counter and you go, give me that $10 crossword and yeah. give me the Packer dive and give me all of those. But do you know, already- by the way, do you guys know how many professional athletes play the lottery? Um, I'm sure a lot. A ton. Yeah. And they talk about it. In fact, I believe there was a pro athlete that bragged about buying like $1,000 worth of lotto tickets. God. And people just savaged him going, bro, you've got a guaranteed $84 million contract. You've already won the lottery, you dummy. You yeah, won the genetic lottery of it. you can jump and put a ball, an orange ball through an orange ring. Congratulations. 
lottery yeah. winner. Ridiculous. This, Wouldn't this, you just pay off the family like in and that's it? And then I would leave no forwarding address. Define family. Again. Well, I was just telling. I was just had my in-laws over uh, the weekend, and we went and bought some tickets, and it's like. Okay, we you know we're gonna split this. It's like yeah, well, if I win, and I, my wife handed me a ticket, and I, I said, well, if I win, you'll all get a taste, and then you'll never see me again. You'll get a taste, and then I'm you'll gonna disappear. Taste. Yeah, you'll get a taste. You think Just Trump don't, don't blow a it. Fucking wall. Wait till you see the one around my house. Exactly. <laughs> okay. You know, my wife and I said, here's the deal. We win that, everyone. So it's immediate family and kids. Right, yeah, and, and then you don't have to worry kids. about your mortgage or college education. The rest Everyone of it's on you. Everyone gets a million. Here's okay. a million. That's yeah. it. Yeah, oh and well, then you're out. And then you're out. Everyone gets a million. Define everyone. It's uh, parents. Our, you know, my parents, parents, brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews. Okay. What about and, uncles? Uh, uncles like my uncle. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, Cutting get ready. Get ready for a lot of pissed off uncles. Calling he, you, he can move in with my parents. You, Facebooking you, <laughs> well, publicly harassing oh, who's you. Who's gonna be on Facebook? Spreading, spread. You know what they're gonna with, do, with KB? With that kind of glue, these uncles that are stiffed of their million, when cousins and nephews get this shit, they're gonna start spreading stuff about you. Like, yeah, here he likes, you know, uh, here he likes uh, uh, a particular kind of porn or whatever. They're they're well. gonna they're gonna <laughs> attempt to bring you down. Once you don't pay them, they're gonna go crazy. They're gonna get insanely mad at you. But they for, you forget one thing, Zabe. I have a billion dollars. Fuck them. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Okay. You know what? I got security. I just bought Pornhub. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm shutting it down, and it's only going for me. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to you guys, and good luck to oh, me. Oh, yes. Hey, Zabe, I, you know what? You're I plan to retire and open a trophy shop and just sit and make custom trophies uh, for basically losing money in a strip mall right next to a Sabaro somewhere where I can just open the shop at 9 a.m., close <laughs> at 2, go play golf, and get my Sabaro lunch. I'll be the happiest <laughs> motherfucker ever. <laughs> a slice of pizza. Exactly. Zab, you're my boy. If I win, you'll get a taste. You'll, you'll be on my list of people who get to taste. And what? how much would that be? Well, I'd say for friends, uh, you'd get you'd get at least a hundred grand. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, really. That's it. See, see how this Whip starts, Drew. See yeah. how this starts. You go hundred grand, and and that should be like, hey, you're probably pretty happy with that. And I'd be like, really? Yeah, that's on. all I get. Come on, man. Yeah, that's true. Come on, man. See, right. I would start a foundation, and then you put a bunch of money into a foundation, and then people have to apply. And when they come at you, say, hey, you got to apply to the foundation. You know, that's not up to me. And then you appoint oh. somebody else. And then Pookie and Ray Ray decide. <laughs> KB, all of these things have already been done and tried and vetted. Human nature is unstoppable. The aunt or uncle or cousin or nephew or niece or whomever who thinks they deserve part of your money and need part of your money will throw a fit about any foundation, any process, any paperwork, any logical things you put up as a barrier to getting the money. Well, then they can come and find me. Can The first place they can go is ask Richard Branson because I'm going to be on the next island over. I was okay. going to say, I'm going toe-to-toe and, with Bill Zarian, that, that dude, the Instagram dude. And at, some point, and at some point, KB, you're going to leave the island and rejoin society. You don't know and, that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do. At some point, you're going to want to go watch a ball game with Drew or some other friends and just hang out. No. Uh, he can I'm, buy better no, friends. No, 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 because I'm going full-on Escobar, better. and I'm bringing the soccer team to me. <laughs> you're going to be like the rich guy, the rich Texans in the Simpsons who buys a baseball team and tells them to play football, and they go, he goes, they'll play what I tell them to play. Yeah, exactly. Can, I think you can get in out under get. I'm not going to be like Marlin's guy, Marlin's man. You know, I, oh, would, I would be totally with the great unwashed. I'd fly in and out under the cover of darkness. Yeah. Okay. Hey, sports fans! Football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can bet aside. You can predict scores. You can track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag has in-game live action on every major league event, even eSports. 
There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag, open your account, and join in on the fun. Promo code ZABE when you register and get that 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy, and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Speaking of Marlins, man, he was there for all the games of this NLCS. I'll ask you, Drew, were you crushed to see the Brewers lose as a longtime, hardened, grizzled, cynical former sports writer? Were was, you affected? I was. Well, yeah, I'd be in Boston right now eating a lobster roll and some chowder. No, 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 no. See, that doesn't count. That's You're media now... starts with me. <laughs> <laughs> there's no I in team. But there's media a me in media, and it's me. the first two letters. It starts Never with forget. me. Yes. Okay, so you weren't really crushed. You were just annoyed. No, it was, well, it was interesting because it became this battle of the new age analytics bullpenning against the, you know, the conventional wisdom. I'm not sure you've got any fan left in you. I don't think I do. KB, I mean, does he have any does he have any fan left in him? That's true. our balance. It's funny, we've had uh, the same discussion, and I actually, a couple weeks ago, I stood tall and stood hard and fast on the Brewers are going to win the division and the Cubs are going to be out. I just rolled the dice. And Drew and Hardercourt were busting my balls. And I just said, you can't look at the game as a fan. I mean, I have hope. I have excitement. You know? and, and Yeah, you've, that you've irrationality. Covered, yes, the joyful exactly. irrationality. Exactly. So, so, Drew, you've covered too many games. And so I think your, your pilot light of fandom, unfortunately, has, a, has gone out. It's pretty much been extinguished i i admit it i admit it and well you know you but feel you were you were obviously bummed well, that they did again uh, my rooting interest is like oh that'd be good for business i would be there we'd have right. like more listeners and just the idea that you get to see them pour beer and champagne on bob euchre again would have been great yeah. and the parties yeah. in my hometown would have been great what was the least defensible move that craig council made because all the moves were defensible on some level, but which one um, of them was the least defensible in that game seven? In your pinch opinion? hitting Jonathan Scope, who's been, <laughs> been oh. an offensive, <laughs> just an, a sinkhole of suck. And yeah. would you have pinch hit no. somebody else? I I guess I'm being flipped, but yeah, I mean they were saving their better bullets for later in the game, but Scope was just. <laughs> Funny because he didn't save his better pitching bullets. Oh, excuse me. Shut oh. up there. Uh, he didn't save his better pitching bullets for later. He went to Hader earlier than Buck and Smoltz thought. In fact, Smoltz even said on the broadcast, well, I'm learning as I go here when it comes to when you use guys under so-called high leverage. Did you agree with the early use of Hader? It surprised me, but then when what happened was Craig Council was treating it as a six-inning game. Okay. So move the needle forward to that point because he knew he was going to get Jansen for two and Kershaw for one on the back end of the game. Uh So it was a six-inning game to him. So the second inning was actually like the fifth. Got it. (laughs) That's what what they were thinking. Okay. And going to Jeffress in that spot instead of Knable, defensible? Yeah, I mean, because you were going to have Jeffress on the back end because then what if Knable keeps it close and then Jeffress gives it up at the end? You know what right. I'm saying? You, you had the it's the lower leverage situation. You were going to use them, you know, both, and that was the way. That was like the traditional way to deploy them because you trusted Knable more with the back end. Where do you draw the line on antics like crotch grabbing, well, crotch chopping, etc.? I saw your tweets during the game about how Fox basically ignored Manny Machado grabbing yeah. his dick right there standing. I retweeted on first Rebecca base. Lobo, who apparently checked in and watched baseball for the first time in her life. <laughs> oh. Zing, she said, shots fired. Well, and she said, um, no, but she said, hey, that guy just grabbed his dick and no one said anything about it. Is that how baseball is covered? I'm like, pretty much, yeah, uh, a lot of times. The same guy, Joe Buck, who was horrified when Randy Moss pantomimed a moon at Lambeau that Field. A disgusting act. Yeah, You're so a, on top of that right there. Well, but, yeah, he, he didn't see Machado grab his junk at the fans and then the the, cr- the crotch chopping. Now, now, okay, baseball wants it both ways. We want a line, but juniors doing all these PSA saying, hey, let the guys show their you know exuberance. Well, and that's where I draw my that's line. The line my, is, yeah. I draw my line right around your dick and your balls. Yeah. Don't touch your dick and your balls. Don't make gestures that call attention to your dick and your balls like crotch chops. Well, now, I believe, don't the brewers kind of crotch chop before doing the show me some love jazz hands? No, nah, they usually just do. Okay. I mean, All right, just check it on exalted. that. It's, they usually do the Shawshank Tim Robbins uh, in the river 
uh, pose, you know, that right. kind of thing. Right, 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 right. Okay. So I don't know that there's that's crotch-based. Your, okay. Um, are you against otherwise bat-flipping and or some degree of showboating? Generally not, no. I'm You're not I'm, against I, it. I Generally okay. not, no. It's like there's, you know, a lot of uh, – because always you see films of the Caribbean World Series, the fans are into it, guys are doing that. You're, you're performing. You're <laughs> yes. And now in baseball, you go when you wait five minutes between fucking balls and play, you might as well do something to keep people interested. Right, which we're going to get to in just a second, the speeding up play uh, issue that's been talked about. So I, I have no problem with showing emotion and having fun – and if you crush a ball that is upper deck, then flip the bat. I give two shits. And if you're a pitcher yeah. who strikes a dude dude out, pump pump your fist, let out a primal scream, high step it off the mound into the dugout, that's fine. But I have a problem when you don't run out plays like exactly. Manny Machado. And I have a problem when you bat flip a ball that lands on the top of the wall. I have yep. a problem with that. Puig is such a bad baseball player. It's hard to even Ooh. put into words. Am I right about that? Did he monkey fuck some balls in right field? <laughs> Kept the Brewers alive. Oh, totally. He did, man. He is, a, he is a hell of a specimen, and he, he looks electric out there. But in terms of just the software to be a ball player, to be a good ball player, yeah, my, triple minus, Drew. Am yep. I wrong? Absolutely. Low baseball IQ. You know, I look at that as the you know when it just gets over the wall, it's the early celebration. Is the guy who lights someone up in the secondary after the other guy has gained twenty seven yards, and then he starts pounding his chest. Yeah, yeah. And when that ball went out, man, my heart sunk. I said, of all the assholes to do that yeah. to you guys, why did it have and to be? Talk him? about the crotching and the cr- <laughs> He was throat slashing and break dancing and bebopping and scatting all the way around the bases. Oh, which, yeah, hey, absolutely. You know, he just won the NLCS in essence, so I guess I guess it's justified. But he he, he milked wait, wait, the shit he, out of that. He throat slashed around yeah, the bases. Yeah, he did. Mm. At, at one point, he did. Really? Yeah, he he did like everything you can do. Instead of an apology, he was bebopping and scatting all over. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, he was like jump running while pounding his fists into his thighs around first yeah. and second base. Yep. And then Machado gets out and top, you know, top step and even yep. out of the dugout and was crotch chopping. And... Now, the play of the game, obviously, was Chris Taylor's catch in left field. Can you describe just how hard that is to do to track a ball on the dead run? and to catch it as it's angling away from you like that while sliding was, into the outfield wall? It was angling, but it was also slicing kind of towards him a little bit. You know, it Kind was of like into was, him. Yeah, kind of into him because of the way Yelich hit it as a lefty to left field. It's an incredible play. It's a he play to, for the ages. He had to get on his horse on the dead run to get up to it. Yeah. But then, like you said, he's now going one direction. The ball is slicing yeah, and into The danger him. there, I think the tough part of the play is that you might overrun the ball. Because oh, yeah. of the way it was slicing. And then he, he did have to kind of reach back, and it was a hell of a play. One of the things that early on in Miller Park's tenure, the, the warning track there is like a step wider than other warning tracks. Really? And I saw a lot of outfielders pull up and screw up that they weren't sure where they were. That wasn't really a factor here because I don't know that he took too many steps on the dirt. But it was, uh, it was a hell of a play, and what it is, just sucked the life out of it. What is the uh, regulation warning track? Size. Well, they're usually like three running strides, but this one, uh, Miller that, Park, well, I think they, a, they might have shortened There's not a speck of 15 no. feet? No, no, Different it's not. for every ballpark. It, it can be different, yeah. It was okay. just seemed, it was wider. I remember early in Miller Park, now they've changed it because they've they reconfigured the right field because they put in a party area and Yeah, stuff what's and, with the crook and right field that they were showing on you know, on TV? The uh, that little nook, yeah, that little, the nook, yeah, a, a the nook party of the area. crook. That's where KB and I used to have our season tickets. We had the first row of the bleachers right on top of the right really? fielder. And mm-hmm. yeah, the first year that the park opened, they were ten bucks a seat, and we bought those with uh, Tom Hodgecourt. We had a little cartel. Wait a minute, you're a sports writer who bought season baseball tickets? Yeah, we were sitting in the press box at Old County Stadium, and the guy in charge of tickets was battling Bob Voigt, really great guy. And we asked him, "What's the best seat for the money in the new st- stadium?" And he said, uh, "For my ten bucks a seat." Uh, right field, first row of the bleachers between the foul pole and the bullpen. You're right on top of the right fielder. It's a great seat for ten bucks a game. And I looked at Hardcourt and I said, "I'd buy that." He goes, "Yeah, I'd buy that. Put us down for two. And we wow. bought the, we bought the seats. Now we could never go, so that's how KB got involved because we were covering every flipping game. So KB came in, threw some coin in, and we kept them for two years to get All Star tickets. Yep. Wow. And then after that, we were done because okay. uh, the Brewers they had the temerity to then lose 106 games instead of franchise record. 
And uh, we couldn't give these things away. I, w- I was using them, my tickets, I was using them as tips at restaurants and stuff. I'm like, here, here, have a couple tickets of the game next weekend. And or, I bet they looked at you like, no, I'd actually know. prefer the 15%. Yeah, exactly. People, <laughs> you know, just trying to be a big shot. I, I saw two of the most amazing things I've ever seen at a baseball game in those seats. And one was the Brewers were playing the Cardinals. This was right after 9-11. Brewers are playing the Cardinals. It's a Sunday afternoon. They're going to sweep. Right? And there was a kid that was a couple seats down from us, was there every single game. Young kid, 2021, huge baseball fan. And he tells a story. He was coming in, and he had a broom with him because you brought the sweep broom, right? He had it confiscated because it was a weapon. Oh, God. Wait. (laughs) But he walks through the turnstiles, and it's bat day. (laughs) <laughs> so you can't bring a weapon in Here's your unless bat. it's our weapon yes yeah well you know those uh those straw shoots on that broom if they get stuck oh, on your yeah. fingernails cause a nasty infection you don't know how bad that could be damn straight and, right. uh, well the other one kb was just as bad okay your young bad. son my son is seven home run ball right first time ever get a home run ball ever get a foul ball catch it hand it to him Everyone starts screaming, throw it back, throw it back, throw it back. Now, he's seven, right? So what does he know? I turn around to sit down. He wings it onto the field. Next thing you know, security is down on him. Oh, my God. He's crying. My wife is yelling at security. They're gonna. They're grabbing my wife and him to escort him out. I just picked oh my up my God. phone, and I called John Greenberg up in the press box. I go, you might want to end this. Yeah, stop this madness here. Yeah. Because so, if you, so your son was okay with surrendering the ball. Well, he didn't know he was seven. Yeah, he thought that was the protocol. People were. Was, it was his first experience of peer, peer pressure, and then when people started saying, you know, keg stand, and they started who, chanting who, other things. Who, uh, at him, yeah. You know. Who did he have a shot at for the Cardinals? Any idea? Can you remember uh, who it was? Now, th- this well, was a Cubs been, game. It, it would have been a Cubs home run because oh, they told okay. him to throw it back. So it would have been the Brewers' right fielder that he almost hit, probably. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He and then, and then we anybody. we got it smoothed out, and they came and they brought him like some uh, some Teddy swag Higuera cards. They brought him some old baseball oh, Brewers cards from like ten years a Bob earlier. Whitney poster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do the 2019 Brewers look like to you, Drew? Uh, they will enter the season with cockeyed optimism, having been to the almost promised land. They will have, they will not do the bullpenning thing like the whole year. They didn't do it this whole year. They did it in September when they had to, when they felt like they had to, but they will have a, uh, a young and rugged rotation featuring the likes of, uh, Corbin Burns and, uh, Brandon Woodruff and probably, uh, Freddie Peralta. So okay. some young, hard throwing arms. And they'll try to do a more conventional take on it. I think that they'll have to. Uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna have to rebuild their bullpen because they put a lot of miles on those tires. And bullpen guys tend to go year to year like a yo-yo. So biggest off season. Uh, who is the most important piece to keep or to replace via free agency? Well, the biggest thing would be like I mentioned scope before. They they invested some prospects in him, and they got to hope that he just gets right. That it was the midseason trade that jarred him. Yeah. Because they really don't have a second base option right now. Okay. And I think that would be the thing. Like the, That'll be the, oh, they're keeping him. They want to play him because he was not good. But no major losses expected. No, nothing. Okay. Well, my Moustakis might take his free agency and, and dip out. But Although he said he loved it there. Yeah, so did CC. so did a lot of other guys. They love where they get paid. <laughs> I guess you're right. Prince so, Fielder loved it here until somebody gave him $200 million to go I play think Moustakis else. is different. I got to believe it. Potentially, and that's well. That's a numbers thing too. And well, and is Jesus Aguilar the player that played in the first half, or was he the player that was waving at sliders in the LCS? Jesus, God, was he bad? Yeah, it was rough to watch. You know, I see the way I look at it. Aguilar down at spring training, we were wondering if he was ever going to be around. You know, he yeah, he almost didn't make the the team. He was the odd guy out. I'm looking at it. I'd love to have Mustakas's glove at third, and then you can move Shaw to first. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, depending on how the money lies out, yeah. All right, real quick, uh, how would you speed up games? Uh, same thing as, well, they'll have a pitch clock. That's coming. I you hear can, that's you coming. You can bank that. And 100%. Then, but then just you look at the old school, keep the batters in the damn box. Okay. Man, umpires could do it. They, uh, you know, If you're going to have a pitch clock, I think you have to have 
a batter's can't leave the box, period. Yes, I, I agree. And that's if that's the number one thing. When you watch the games from the – if they show the 77 World Series or something or the – you know the Yeah, they don't get out of the, the box. Accuracy. They don't get out of the box. And, and if the you pitches wanna, are delivered so much faster. Right. If you want to in- adjust your nut pads, do it between pitches. You've got time. It's not a lot of time, but you got time. You're like, okay, yeah. but do it while you're standing with your feet here. planted where they're going to be. You, you okay. know what we saw a lot in the last part of the year was that gamesmanship of the pitchers taking too long to throw. Oh, so I'm going to call timeout. Yeah, you know that that needs right. to go away. Well, also they say that they're now giving four or five different sets of signals, including when nobody's on base. Because everyone's worried about sign stealing. Oh, that's that's it. We didn't even get into that. Yeah, and, that's and someone paranoia. someone suggested Drew that they they actually Im- implement a microphone and earpiece system like quarterback helmets in the NFL. Sure. Yeah, you have that for the catcher, catcher to pitcher communication system. Yeah, have I have still don't know dugout. how. The, out, have it from the dugout. The, the well, dugout don't you to want the catcher. The, but don't you okay? But don't you want the catcher being able to talk to the pitcher? And how would the batter not be able to hear well, what the catcher is that's saying? That's why that wouldn't work. So, but the dugout to the catcher would be good. And then what? Throw a slider here. Hey, don't throw him a strike. Hey, we, we're not going to walk him, but don't throw him a strike. But, but then hey. he has to still the dugout. Then the catcher still has to drop a signal, which can be stolen. That can be. Yeah, that could probably. Happen. Somebody suggested basically have reverse the flow of the decision making. So that the catcher only has an earpiece, the pitcher has a microphone, nobody can hear the pitcher because he's alone on the mound, and he can talk into his glove, and so it's the pitcher oh, who calls the pitcher who calls the pitch, and it's the catcher who shakes him off. That's not bad. Although would I don't that, know, would pitchers, that work? I don't know. A lot of pitchers are emotionally fragile. I don't know if they <laughs> they need that catcher to guide them through, <laughs> like Nuke Lelouch and Bull Durham. Even though they, I want to throw the heat. Even though they Let have me throw the heat. power, they like to not think. A lot of these guys, you don't want them thinking the game. You want the catcher to do that. Yeah. That's which is why catchers suck at offense now because they've been so loaded down with this other side of the game. Oh so, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, there's interesting, but they should use technology more. And the pitch clock is coming. I, I believe that with every fire. Every writer, it's every writer I've read says it's a hundred percent guaranteed. Yeah, so. it's coming. There you go. All right, let's get to the get feature to attraction of our visit with Drew every week. A rousing. F you to somebody that deserves it. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. All right. Fuck that guy. Since KB stumbled in here, KB, what do you got? Well, there's uh, there's two of them that I saw, and uh, they're somewhat related. Pick one. Okay. Pick one. Because right. we got a lot. We only have three All minutes right. here, and Drew takes a long time for these. Go oh, ahead. Oh, it's the 45-year-old guy who was jumping up and down, yelling at Christian Lef- <laughs> Yelich. Yelich. Yeah, yelling at him, go, throw it to me, throw it to me, throw it to me. Oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah, at the end of every inning when Yelich is warming up with the ball girl, the, the people saying... in right field stand up and so scream. So a grown-ass and... man begging for a baseball like he's 10. Right, yes. and no kids around him because I walked down to check. Maybe he was doing it for his kid. Yeah, I walked down to check. No, he wasn't on the spectrum as far as I could tell. And he's just yelling, <laughs> yeah. throw it to me, throw, throw it, it to me. me, throw it to me. That wow. guy, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Drew, who is your FTG? He's on the FTG uh, Mount Rushmore, I think. Jim Harbaugh and the overreaction. Well, and I was going to single out his linebacker. The whole thing that happened with the Stormtrooper March at Michigan State. Michigan State tradition is to lock arms and to yep. sweep the field at the end of warmups from one wall to the other wall so you can't get past them. It started a kerfuffle between Big Brother and Little Brother, and afterwards Jim Harbaugh predictably was bent out of shape. Why is Harbaugh the FTG and not Dan Tony? Because because he's Harbaugh. Okay, but, because no, yeah. he's and because you're right, because they do this, and it was almost like they spoiled. And okay, you, they were told the players were told get off the field. This is going to happen, but they didn't. And it was you know, it was you could almost set your watch by it. But the fact that Harbaugh is now cl- trying to claim the high road because when and Michigan's got a good team this year, and when they were kicking the shit out of Wisconsin in the fourth quarter, they played jump around twice to shove it in their True. ass. Yeah. So that they're as douchey as anybody else, and they're trying to claim the high road. And that's why I say fuck that guy. I think Harbaugh should get a fuck that guy for those glasses. Uh, the gla- the, <laughs> that his glasses and khakis have become an act unto himself. My fuck that guy goes to one Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA. 
This guy has gone totally soft on the players. His predecessor, David Stern, has to be rolling in his grave. He's not dead yet. Yeah, but he will be rolling in his grave. You know why? Because Brandon Ingram pushes the MVP of the league for no reason, James Harden, then rolls up on a referee and menaces in his face, and then gets into a shoving match with other players. He only got four games of suspension. What do you have to do to get more than four games? Even Ingram said, yeah, I was expecting it to be worse than it was. That means you fucked up, Adam Silver. Tighten up, buddy. He's my FTG. That should be in the starter kit for commissioners. Like, you always overdo it, and then you let them appeal and cut it down. Tight fist. Uh, KB, thank you for your cameo today. It was wonderful. Drew and KB on the Big 920 every day from what time to what time? We are on, well, it's all messed up. One to to three. Okay, very good. In Milwaukee on the Big 920 and noon to three in Madison. KB, look at, Zabe, look at American Gothic, that painting, and you'll see Adam Silver. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, absolutely. He's Commissioner American Gothic. All right, boys, tell what you guys. See you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Bye. We'll end with this. Just a couple of Daily Zabe-type stories that are on my pile of things. China has completed the largest mega bridge in the world. Mega bridge! It is a 34-mile-long bridge linking the semi-autonomous regions of Hong Kong and Macau. The $20 billion bridge took almost 10 years to build while incurring major delays and cost overruns. It includes an undersea tunnel allowing ships to pass through the Pearl River Delta the heart of China's crucial manufacturing sector. It'll cut travel time across the Delta from several hours to just 30 minutes, something China hopes will bind the region together as a major driver of future economic growth. Heavily regulated traffic, though, using permits, will be issued under a quota system that'll begin on Wednesday. The bridge forms a physical link between the mainland and Hong Kong, uh, a financial hub, that was handed over from British to Chinese control in 1997 with the assurance it would maintain its own legal and economic system for 50 years. And then after that, who knows what. If you don't like driving over bridges, and I know people that don't, I know there's people that don't like driving over the Bay Bridge uh, to Annapolis, and that's only three miles, something like that, I'm guessing now. Imagine driving over a 34-mile bridge that also has a tunnel (laughs) in the middle of it you don't like bridges, this is not for you. And then finally, this one from New York City. There is nothing tougher than a female precinct boss in the NYPD blue. From the New York Post, a ball-busting female boss at a Brooklyn precinct is under investigation for allegedly, ready, stuffing a pair of her panties in a male colleague's mouth. Good God! What? Sergeant Anne-Marie Guerra, the second in command at the 72nd Precinct Detective Squad, flipped out on Detective Victor Falcone, or Falcon. That, that, that sounds like a porn name. Victor Falcon. When he complained about her leaving her underwear all over the unisex locker room. The 38-year-old married mother of two, who, by the way, you should Google her picture. That would be Brooklyn Precinct boss Anne-Marie Guerra. She is a hot mom at 38. They got a picture of her in the New York Post of her like wearing a, a dress with her belt and her gun on it. Apparently, according to sources, she flipped out on the detective and screamed, They are effing clean. And then shoved a pair of her panties into his mouth. A complaint was then filed against Guerra with the NYPD's Equal Employment Opportunity Office three days later. You know, uh, people pay good money for that from a hot chick with a gun on her belt. But whatever. I think it's kind of weak, though. I mean, you're a dude, and while you may make some money or get some extra overtime from this... As a dude, you should be like, okay, I I guess I got what I deserved. I ran my mouth and she shoved her panties in my mouth. Big deal. I'm a guy. I'm a guy and I'm a cop. I'll you know what? I'll handle this as a as a man. I'll I'll take it as a man. I'll handle it in house. Unless it got further escalated and she was saying, I'm gonna bury your career, and then he maybe had to take action. Who knows?
All right, this episode brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Football season is here. Time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag, the industry-leading sports action website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can bet aside, predict scores, on tra- or track player props. MyBookie.ag lets you play without cash or other purchases. Just use promo code ZABE when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie.ag has in-game live action on every major league event, even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie.ag than today. Go to MyBookie.ag, open an account, join in the fun. Promo code ZABE. You know how to spell it. C-Z-A-B-E. When you register for your account, get that 100% sign-up bonus. Signing up is easy, and you'll have access to your own personal dashboard. That's mybookie.ag. Promo code ZABE. No deposit necessary. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Subscribe, comment, like. Tell three friends. Now go on out there and get your cowboy costume ready, and don't walk into the wrong house when you're done for the night. And we will see you next time. Each October, now they say, we were never even saved, we must be very brave.